Hey everybody and welcome to season three of the Sharing Jesus Confidently podcast. Today we're talking about all things sharing Jesus with the people in your world. And today I have with me special guest, Nikki Dent, new friend, incredible woman, weapon for the kingdom of God, mother of three, wife of one, and an amazing woman. And so, Nikki, welcome to the podcast today. <laughs> so glad today. I'm the wife of one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. I was going to say lover of one being Jesus, but then I totally lost my train of thought after I said it. <laughs> This has started well. Perfect. <laughs> Love it's it. Perfect. It's awesome. Uh, so, yep. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Such a privilege. Um, it's it's always great to have uh, other women in the faith mm-hmm. running after the things of God. Come on. So, for those today who don't know you and have not met you, um, would you just maybe tell me a little bit about your story and about how you came to salvation and. Uh, and just, I guess, how you got to where you are today. <laughs> All right, so we need about <clears throat> eight podcasts to do that. So <laughs> uh, we'll make it quick. But I am a, um, I'm a Perth girl originally. Oh. Uh, yeah, did you know that? No. Yeah, WA. And then, um, so I grew up in a Brethren conservative church. Wow. So wooden pews, liturgical hymn books, yeah. no women preachers, no musical instruments allowed. Wow. Really, but like a deep love for the word of God and the teaching of the word, because that's pretty much all you've got um, in in that context. (laughs) And um, so I had faith for as long as I can remember, faith in a Christian family. So as far back as I can remember, I was praying, but um, backslid as a teenager, didn't, didn't lose faith, but just was a Sunday Christian, you know, getting drunk during the week and feeling guilty about it. And then, um, when I was 18, I left home, jumped in a car, drove across Australia, ended up in Sydney, and wow. uh, where the Lord spoke to me. And he said, you're going to go to this place called Byron Bay, and you're going to come back into relationship with me, like, wow, properly, for good. No one's really going to Byron Bay for that, are they? Well, and it wasn't trending back then, by yeah. the way. So it, it wasn't like, oh, the Lord told me to go to Byron Bay to start <laughs> for Jesus. It was, I didn't know anything about it. Yep. And so naturally I jumped in a car, well, borrowed a car and drove up to Byron with a bunch of backpackers in the back. And um, there, my dad, you know, because he grew up in Byron, he was like, well, that's a town full of drunken witchcraft. So I'm going to come and meet you and find you a church straight away. And so we were actually on our way to a different church, but then we saw a sign that said Eastgate Church. And my, I used to be Nikki Eastgate. That was my, that's my maiden name. Wow. And so we were like, well, that's a literal sign. We're going to go there. Yeah. And I walked into that church. And my whole life changed forever because I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wow. I didn't know what Pentecostalism was. Wow. It wasn't my context. I didn't know. I didn't have a context for raising my hands in church, but all of a sudden I couldn't help it. Wow. (laughs) And and the church just happens to be a really deep teaching church. So anyway, so I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And a huge part of that story is, as a teenager, I had a paralyzing fear of public speaking. <laughs> uh, yep. And then, and then, so when, and I didn't know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was either, by the way. Yeah. I do now, but um, I'm like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I try to speak in English, and these tongues come out. I'm like, what wow. is that? Um, and three times I tried to speak in English, it wouldn't work. And and from that moment, the gift of preaching came. Wow! Me. Wow! Wow! And uh, at 19 years old, and so 
the thing I was paralyzed in, I remember the pastor walked up to me and he goes, oh, do you want to preach? Like out of nowhere, just do you want to preach? I said, yes. And he said, what do you want to preach on? I said, Bible study. Like, of course. Yep. <laughs> and then the rest is history. So I wow. began, God used that deep love of scripture and the word of God yeah. that I was raised in, but the Holy Spirit came on it and I became a Bible teacher straight away, actually. Oh, At 19, I started lecturing for YWAM and I've been doing that for 14 years. Wow. Um, and preaching for that same amount of time and really wanting to preach the gospel yeah. as well, like the actual gospel, bringing people to Jesus and that kind of morphed into itinerant ministry after yeah. a while. That's amazing. How good is that foundation that you had as a child that built mm -hmm. for that which you were called to? Yeah, God doesn't sustain. waste anything. No. And also he loves all the denominations he does. and churches. He really does. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? How did your dad deal with that? Yeah, and yeah, because mum and dad, they mm -hmm. were in that church for 25 years. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and also, yeah, that complementarian context of yeah. was very strong, you know. And um, what changed was m watching my life wow. and going, well, I can't call this sin. Mm. Like my little girl is preaching the gospel yeah, yep. and it's so much better that she's not backslidden too. <laughs> and that, yep. so that, you know, sort of unraveled for them, yeah. you know, and, and take like 25 years of that kind of church, takes a while to, to culturally peel off those layers. But yeah, I was yep. watching my life. Wow. Yeah. Paul. Parents must have so much joy. That's amazing. Yeah, totally. That's so good. Um, <clears throat> question in regards to your journey of coming into an understanding of the Word of God, how did that change? So it's one thing to know God for yourself, mm -hmm. but how did that change your heart for others? Oh, so when all that, when the baptism of the Spirit came, and this is how you know when the Holy Spirit's working in your life, mm. you will get an insatiable desire for Scripture, for the Word of God. Yeah. You know, and I remember I, when the baptism of the Spirit came and I was 19, I just had this insane hunger for the Bible. Yeah. And so I began reading it every day, you know, and doing my soap every single yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And and it was just this radical obedience. And um, when it comes to evangelism and sharing the gospel, well, that's actually just what the Bible tells you to do. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and I'm trying to be obedient to the Bible. And yeah. so it's just something that came naturally because you're like, well, this is, this is what the Great Commission is telling me to do. Yeah. But then on the other side of that as well, when the Holy Spirit is moving in your life, He begins to align your desires with Him. Mm. And so there is this natural desire, this, this sort of joy that bubbles up and pours out of you that you just got to share yeah. what's going on in, in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Galatians 5, mm -hmm. 16 and 25. Live by the Spirit, walk mm -hmm. by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we put that into the category of Christian character and Christian integrity yes. and everything like that. <clears throat> yep. But we don't take the same approach to the things like evangelism. Yes. <laughs> we put that in the bucket for the special people. Yeah. Or the ones that are gifted or graced in that space, you know. Yes, and the best thing for me was that I didn't have a paradigm for that or fivefold mm. ministry or, yeah. you know, and so it wasn't like that's just for the evangelist because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I didn't call myself an evangelist or think, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't know what the spiritual gifts were, yeah. you know, because I'm sort of getting to know the Bible in a whole new way <laughs> for the first time. So I'm like, it's all for me. <laughs> I yeah. have to do it all. Whatever it says, <laughs> Whatever I'll do it. Whatever it says. <laughs> and so, yep. you know, like, I just took that for myself. It wasn't something to delegate yep. to other people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, amazing. 
All right, so <clears throat> can you remember the first time that you shared your faith with somebody? Oh, probably not. I just know it was in that season. Um, you know, I was a waitress. I had, I had three jobs. I was a waitress and a housekeeper and, you know, living in Byron, just trying to pay the rent. Yeah. And um, <laughs> still trying to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My husband and three kids later. Yeah, yep. Still got multiple jobs. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I was just sharing it with anyone and everyone around me. I remember being a waitress and I loved it because I would share um, with my tables, you know, yeah. the, the people who would come into the restaurant and I would walk into the kitchen where all the kitchen boys were and I'd be like, I just have to tell you that Jesus loves you. And they would just <laughs> laugh at me. And But it was like this joy, you know, yeah. this joy would bubble up because when God's moving and working in your life, I think it's a natural thing to just share it. Um, in the way that feels natural to, to you, you. Yep. and it's if when I, I feel like people get caught up on oh how do I share my faith how do I share the gospel how, like how do I share the atonement of Christ <laughs> and really <laughs> it's just sharing your story yep. it's sharing your story and when you think about it that way it becomes such an easy thing to do yep. and when you think about it that's what the Bible is mm -hmm. the Bible is a story yep. It's a meta-narrative, it's one giant story and it's it's got plot twists, it's got characters, it's it's got mm. it's got it's 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 this story full of all these different contexts and and it's so compelling and God shared the truth through this story. Yeah. And so it makes perfect sense that we would do the same. Mm. And so rather than getting caught up in, you know, how do I tell people that they're born a sinner and they need to be covered by the blood of Jesus. It's you invite people into a story yep. and it's your story. Come on. It's personal. And you know what makes that so good is because in this culture, it's this live your truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But by that very logic, they can't, they can't um, disqualify your yeah, story. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Right? So they have, to, <laughs> they have to let you tell your story as yeah. well. Yeah, yep. Because it's on. just so valued in this culture. So. Yeah, and isn't that, in, I mean, stories are incredibly powerful in yes. connecting yes. the human heart to something beyond themselves. Right, So yes. when you're listening to someone's story, there's a longing that comes up in your heart. Mm -hmm. And it's like Holy Spirit jumps on that yes. like nothing else. And I always say to our guys, it's like, consider your life before Christ, when you met Christ, mm -hmm. and what it's like now after you've been with Christ. Mm -hmm. And just share that. Yeah. It's it's too simple, but yet we so overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate it. Yeah. Because we think it's up to us to share all the nuances and all the doctrines of faith, and that is important. Mm. Like, theology is important. You need it. <laughs> you need it. Yep. <laughs> or you get heresy or cults, yep. you know. <laughs> so it's always yep. good. But but it always starts with a story. It starts yep. with your story, and, and you are the best person to tell your yeah, story. So it's it. the power of testimony. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, I, um, I go to a great gym and I love that gym and it just shut down probably about five weeks ago. I was devastated. Yeah. But everyone knows that I go to that gym, I love that gym mm -hmm. because of what it's done for me personally. So my story about that gym, I, I'm an evangelist for the gym yeah, come on. when it comes to my conversations with people. But it's so easy to talk about something that seems normal or natural for people. But when people come into sharing their faith, there's this like, oh, no, 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 I can't share that because that's like the, 
you know, you don't talk about politics, relate religion, and I can't remember the other one, but like you just put that to the side. It's very Australian. It's very, yeah. it's very Western world culture, oh. especially Australia and um, England. We're so polite. Mm. But you go if you went into the third world, yeah. you know, second world countries, it's like everyone's t everyone talks about religion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's, it's interesting because I think if we actually got to the point where we're because people when they share their stories, <laughs> they're even hesitant to share <laughs> their faith, like. Oh, I just, oh, it's a landmine, I've got to try and navigate. And they, but, but when you come to sharing about, I don't know, some mum with a Thermomix. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, totally. She's like raving about that thing. Yes. And I yes. remember this one time that I got pulled over, a, over to a neighbour's place. She's like, hey, I've got a couple of girls over, I'll come over and hang out. And I was like, oh, you know, okay, all right. I go over there and it's a Thermomix demonstration. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, people you are more confident about Amway you, than they well, are yes. about the gospel. And I'm like, please, <laughs> would you put the gospel on your lips and share it just as passionately yeah. as you do? Like your thermomix or your the gym. Thermomix or... is way more awkward than the gospel. Come on, people. But this is this is the thing, and especially when it comes to Gen Z and Gen Alpha, mm. woke influences and TikTok influences and yep. YouTube influences. And this is what I when I go around and teach and preach. This is what I say to pastors and parents and leaders. They are doing a better job of discipling people into yeah. their worldview yep. and in indoctrinating people into their worldview. And how do they do it? How are they doing this? Yep. They tell, they testify. Yep. So you have these famous YouTube influencers uh -huh. and these woke people on social media. They are testifying. Yep. They are telling their story emotionally yep. and articulately and intelligently. Yep. And and it woos people and it wins them over. Yep. And and then people go, oh. That, that gave them happiness. I must ascribe to their worldview. Yeah, and yep. they don't apologize for mm -hmm. it, these yep. woke influences. They are unapologetic. Yep. And, and I believe the Lord is calling the next generation Come to on. be unapologetic about sharing their story. Yep. And because, because woke culture isn't. Yep. They're testifying every day on, on social media reels. Yep. And so it's permission to share our story as well yep. because we have the most, obviously the most powerful story. And not to contain that or to pull no. that back or to be ashamed of that or no, no, I can't, in woke society, I can't share my story. It's like, no, 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 you have even no, you more must. of a platform. You must. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't silence a generation. Yeah. Like it, it's actually wild. <clears throat> and I think I've seen more recently in, and I'd say probably in the last six months of, of more testimonies coming through. Mm. of people sharing their faith and connecting <laughs> and laying hands on people and praying for people and, and doing all those sorts of things, they're starting to venture into this space. Yeah, right. And it's one thing to have a testimony. It's another thing to have a demonstration. Yes. And so I think we've got all these woke people talking about, well, my feelings this and my feelings that, so around this and... I'm not going to use specifics to get myself into trouble on some YouTube reel. I'm going to be on but, my phone. Yeah. But they'll have these things, but they'll have no demonstration of it. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus was very clear. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Mm. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Cleanse the lepers. These things will follow when you mm -hmm. preach the gospel. So Christians need to know, not only as they testify... Are they bringing the sound of heaven to earth? Yeah. But they're also enabling God to go to work on their behalf yes. in someone else's life and bring about, A, the greatest miracle of all, salvation. Yep. But B, demonstrations of mass healing and Yeah, because there's the whole thing everyone's scared about AI. And it's like, well, AI mm. can't produce 
miracle healings. Yeah. So it, it's going to be okay. Give you information. <laughs> can't give the revelation. Yeah, yeah. And totally. it's not going to give you a demonstration. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. can't It can't heal people. Yeah. And and I, I think probably as people rely more and more on that, we're going to see an uprising yeah. like a, like of miracles and the supernatural and words of knowledge and yeah. things that cannot be imitated yep. by secular men. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's going to be like that of the of the Moses generation when Moses came in, and it was it was demonstration after demonstration after demonstration, and there were certain, you know, religious sects and s that came mm -hmm. in and were able to do that miracle, yep. or, you know. But but it's like no 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 no, you can't you can't deny or argue against a blind eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. And there is only one who can be given the praise for that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's exciting because I see that there's a new generation rising that will have a witness of their faith. Yes. They will have signs and wonders yes. to demonstrate mm -hmm. it. They will walk in his ways in the purity yep. of holiness and be so attuned to his word that they will be the generation that comes through that's not biblically illiterate. No, they can't but be. biblically founded. Yes. And yes. That's, that's the only thing that prevents us from losing a generation and faith in that generation. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a whole, my prediction and what I feel prophetically on my spirit, there's a holy rebellion rising mm. up in yep. the next generation. Come on. Because they're going to rebel against the rebellion yep. is what I see. Yeah, yeah. It's like straight edge is gonna be the trending thing because <laughs> everyone else is all over the place. Yep. And I think that's God is raising up those yep. Samuels yeah. you know, as we speak. Come on. But I think what we need to reconcile as Christians when it comes to sharing our faith and doing what God tells us to do, we will have to reconcile that fear will come and it will try to muzzle us. Mm -hmm. And we have to reconcile, we don't have the most popular message on the playground. Yep. We, we were never supposed to. Yep. We just have the most powerful message. Come on. We just have the me the yeah. only message that can change people and yeah. transform people and save people. It's the only message. So there's going to be <clears throat> a laying down of our reputation on the altar. Yeah. And I think when people struggle with fear mm. when it comes to sharing the gospel, when it comes to sharing their story, it's because it's like the Amway girl or mm. whoever your friend is. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's um a fear around our reputation. Mm -hmm. And I think what God is leading the church into and leading us into is yeah. a laying down of our reputation on the altar. Yeah. And when we do that, when fear comes, because the fear is always going to come and it always mm -hmm. usually comes right before you share the gospel yep. because the devil wants to muzzle you yeah. and scream fear, fear, fear. When fear comes, it has no leverage if your reputation's already on the altar. Yep. And so hmm. the holy boldness. Yep. You can't rises up, and you can you can just share if your reputation is already on the altar. But your reputation will only be on the altar if you've reconciled yep. that your message is not meant to be the most popular one. That's it. Because I think people trip up on that because yep. they somehow think this is supposed to be the most acceptable message in society. It's like no, it's meant to be a sword. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Cut between the spirit and the flesh, right there. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. It's been amazing. Hey, thank you so much for listening and joining in with us today on this episode of the podcast. I uh, want to encourage you. Why don't you consider one person today that you yeah. can share the good news with today? And maybe even go and find some answers to the questions in people are asking in your world. Have an amazing week, and until next time, we'll see you then.